leadership. It implies that you're headed somewhere. You have a destination in mind. And guys, I think too often we just float. We're just wanting things in the house to be peaceful. And so there's a lot of, yes, dear, yes, dear, just to keep things peaceful. Welcome to You and Me and Jesus, a Christian marriage podcast. Hello, friends, husbands, and wives out there. It's good to have you back with us for You and Me and Jesus, a Christian marriage podcast. I'm Carrie Green. And I'm Mindy. And we've been married for, what's it been now, 32 years? 34. And we've been married now for 34 <laughs> years. So I am glad that uh, you're along for the journey today. Yes, we're glad that you're here. And this episode is special to me because. Carrie has something on his heart that he wants to share with the husbands. And I always love it when Carrie has something on his heart to share. And so I just want to encourage you husbands to listen up because I really believe that what he has to say is truly from the Lord. Well, that is a very sweet introduction. And by way of introducing us to the topic, guys, let me tell you a little short story from my experience. I remember back in 1991, Mindy and I were expecting our first child. It was a son, Aaron. We knew ahead of time it would be a son. And I had been praying a lot, reading a lot about being a father and, and what that would mean for me. And just, I think a lot of you guys could probably relate to this, the weight of responsibility I felt knowing that this little tiny life was going to be coming into the world and I was going to be responsible as a dad to care for him, to provide for him to raise him, all those things just kind of weighed on me. And then when he was born, the day he came into the world, I remember the first time I was able to hold him after he had, had been born, just kind of standing over in the corner of the room, crying to myself out of the heaviness of this responsibility. And I prayed for him, I lifted him up to the Lord, and I, I knew very much how much I needed God's help. And you were holding him all bundled up, and I remember watching you, and it was a very special moment for me, too, because I knew you were praying over your first son. Yeah. And I tell you that story to tell you this, I think we have a similar responsibility that we don't take as seriously, maybe as frequently as we do that initial thought when we first have children. And that is just the responsibility we have as a husband. It's a daily responsibility. It's a lifelong responsibility as long as we're married. We have this weighty thing that God has placed upon us. Ephesians 5, 23 describes it this way. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, his body, and himself is his savior. So if you think about the description that God gives us as husbands and what that responsibility is like, and the fact that he mentions it as being similar to the place Jesus takes in the life of the church, that's a context of huge responsibility. It's a very significant role we play. It's a very significant responsibility we bear. And I want to encourage us today just for a few moments to think about that in light of 
the reality that it is. We as husbands will someday stand before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in heaven. I don't know what that's really going to look like. Is it just going to be us and Jesus or are our wives going to be standing there and our kids be standing? I mean, how is that going to happen? I don't know. But we're going to stand before him and he's going to call us to account for this role of leadership and stewardship that he has placed upon us. And I would like to just let that sit on you for a moment as a husband. I would like you to consider that is not a fairy tale. It's not some imaginary story. That is a reality that you will face one day, probably more real than the air we're breathing right now. We will be in the presence of Jesus. I I picture it like technicolor. It's just going to be vivid and real and alive, more alive than we've ever been. And he's going to be calling us to account. So how do you want that day to look once you're there? How do you want Jesus to speak to you about your role as a husband and how you did at that? Now, the good news is we don't have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and do it all on our own. Jesus gives us his Holy Spirit. He gives us his word to guide us. He empowers us when we trust him and walk by faith in carrying out our role as husbands. But the fact still remains, we are the ones responsible and we will have to give an account. So let me just lay out some areas where you may want to give this some thought. How are you doing at loving your wife? I'm not asking, do you love your wife? I think all of us would say, yeah, I love my wife. But how are you doing at loving her at being intentional about that? She's different than you. She's wired differently. She thinks differently. So she's going to interpret love differently than maybe you would. So maybe that's a good conversation for you to have with your wife. How am I doing at loving you? Do you feel loved by me? Do you experience my love regularly? Do you hear words from me that sound loving? Do you experience actions from me that you perceive as loving? Really have her help you get into her head to understand what it's like to live with you and to be loved by you. Mindy, I would love to hear your thoughts about this, being the one on that female side of things. What should guys be thinking about when they think about this? I think those are all great ideas and great examples and questions that the husband should be asking their wife. I feel like that's what you did with me, and you still do. Through different phases of life, we have those kind of conversations because there's different needs for different times of life. And there's times when if I haven't felt loved, then you're able to find out because we had that conversation and you make changes. And it's a beautiful thing (laughs) for me as the wife. Yeah. And guys, I might add here, I would encourage you to be the one to take the initiative to have these conversations. I think that will go a lot better than if your wife eventually, because she's so fed up, comes to you to point out to you that you're not loving her well, because then she's going to have a lot of emotion involved. She's going to be frustrated. She's going to be maybe more critical than she intends to be. And you're going to get defensive and you're not going to respond. You see what I'm saying? If you take the initiative, that in itself is showing love. That in itself is expressing, I'm taking this thing called headship seriously and I want to love you well. So let's have this conversation. I think another thing, guys, that I would encourage you to do, and this is based on Peter's writing. Peter says we're to live with our wife in an understanding way. So consider how well do I understand my wife? 
And this is asking a, a number of different questions. How do I understand her as the unique individual she is, first of all, her background, her struggles, her particular emotional makeup and intellectual capacity and makeup? I mean, do I understand her in those ways? And again, asking lots of questions along those lines will help. But then you also need to understand her as a woman, just generally as a woman. She's going to think differently than you do. She's going to feel differently than you do. She's going to process differently than you do. She's going to express and experience love differently than you do. So getting into her head regarding that whole realm of being different than you is important. And then we recorded an episode recently about this, but sexually speaking, she's going to function differently than you are. You need to have conversations about those things. You need to understand her so you can love her well in that area. And on and on and on, the areas of difference could go between men and women. So it sounds like you're talking about a lot of communication. Yeah. A lot of talking. A lot of exploration. Yeah. That might be a practical step that husbands can do is to ask their wife if they can plan a talking time every week or twice a week, whatever the couple needs. Because in order to have a healthy relationship, you're going to need to be talking about these things regularly. Yeah. And guys, don't be afraid to take notes. Don't be afraid to do whatever's needed for you to be able to process and retain what you're learning about your wife. Because this is in some ways going to seem very foreign to you because you don't think like she does and she doesn't think like you do. And so you need to figure out a way to get these things under your belt, so to speak, where you can retain this information. You can remember it and you can act on it regularly. It's been helpful for me for years to have to-dos on my daily to-do list that have to do with my relationship with my wife because not being wired as relationally as she is, I tend to forget the relational components of our relationship. And so if I have something pop up, remember to tell Mindy you love her, remember to tell Mindy this or ask her these kind of questions or ask her how her heart is doing today. I mean, those kinds of things. And thankfully, once you've got those in your routine and you do them for a while, you don't have to have them pop up as to-dos anymore because they become habit. But you got to build the habit in the first place. So those are real practical kinds of things that you could do. And all of these things have to do with really the interactions that you have and the emotional and relational side of things. But being the head of the home, the head of your wife, also means taking initiative in the spiritual realm. So that means discussing spiritual topics together, getting to know her on that level. So having conversations about her relationship with Christ. How are things going there? What is she learning? How is she processing her relationship with the Lord? Leading her in times of prayer, not that she needs you to teach her how to pray, but that you should be taking initiative to pray together, to take the lead in those areas. Because as the spiritual head of your home, I believe when you stand in front of Jesus, that's one of the things he's going to ask you, is how did you do at leading her toward me? If we continue reading that passage in Ephesians 5, it says, in examples of how Jesus loved the church, it says to present her holy. So guys, what are you doing to present your wife holy? How are you encouraging her in her walk with the Lord? How are you encouraging her with attitudes that we all struggle with, like selfishness and irritation and all those things that don't come across as a holy thing to people? 
because they're very self-oriented. How are you doing it gently, but lovingly encouraging her in those areas, helping her with those areas where she struggled? And again, your wife will be different than mine. Everybody's wired differently, but you need to become a student of your wife to learn those things. And Jesus, I believe, is going to ask you about those things. Not that he needs the answer. He knows the answer, but he's going to want you to see, I held you responsible for this and you dropped the ball. So it sounds like husbands need to take some time and examine their lives. Are they taking their role seriously? Are they pursuing their wife emotionally and spiritually and physically? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think another way to say it is, guys, are you leading your wife somewhere? Are you moving together as a couple in the direction God wants you to go, spiritually speaking? And as a couple, I think of that idea of leadership. Well, it implies you're moving, that you're headed somewhere. You have a destination in mind. And guys, I think too often we just float in life. We just coast. We get caught up in this dynamic where we're just wanting things in the house to be peaceful. And so there's a lot of, yes, dear, yes, dear, just to keep things peaceful. When in reality, we're not having much vision as a guy. We're not having much initiative as far as where we need to go as a couple. So we're not having spiritual conversations about the next five years. Where do we want to see the kids grow and how do we want to lead them? Where do we as a couple want to be in the next five years? I mean, not that you have to have dates assigned to it, but I think you get the point. You need to be moving somewhere. And you as a guy need to have a vision for where you want to move to. And I'm not talking geographically. I'm talking spiritually. I'm talking growth-wise. Where do you need to be headed? It's your responsibility as the man to go in those places. And part of the good news, which I've discovered with Mindy, is she probably already has ideas about these things because she tends to think in this way more than we do typically because it's part of that relational makeup that women usually are good at. And so just start the conversation. Tell her you want to take initiative. You want to make sure that as a couple, you're moving spiritually and you're moving in your maturity. So what ideas does she have? What are thoughts she's had? How can you work together to move in those directions? And I think what you're going to find is there's plenty to talk about mm -hmm. and there's plenty of places to go together in your growth. That is very good. A great encouragement. I love to see how the Lord has helped you to love me so well. And I know He will do the same in those who are listening today. Yeah, well, He definitely has grown me over the years in spite of myself, I would say. And He's also used my willingness to learn to actually teach me mm -hmm. and to move me forward. Now, guys, one last thing that I want to mention that is honestly something that's come on my radar a lot more recently than some of these other thoughts and that is that being placed in the position of head in the relationship or leader in the relationship carries with it a certain authority. And I'm not talking about authority over your wife. I'm talking about authority within the household. And I believe that God wants us as men to take seriously our spiritual authority and pray in light of that spiritual authority. I believe our prayers for our wives our prayers for our families, our prayers for God's protection and intervention and blessing on our families carry weight because the role we're in is a weighty role. And that's part of what it means to be the head in our home is to 
battle on a spiritual basis for our families. If you think about the traditional male role in every society, it's the men who go to battle. It's the men who defend the home front. It's the men who stand up when the burglar comes in the house. It's the men who are to be on the offense Mm -hmm. for the sake of their families. And prayer is our offense. Mm -hmm. We go to the God of heaven, beseeching him. That's an Old Testament kind of a word, but seeking him, pleading with him to come alongside us and help us with his divine power for the sake of those who we've been placed in authority over. Mm -hmm. And guys, I can't stress how much the Lord has laid this on my heart lately and how much fruit I'm already seeing just in my own confidence and in my own place of spiritual health, feeling closer to the Lord because I'm taking him at his word and stepping into that role. And I'm confident the prayers I'm praying for my kids and the prayers I'm praying for my wife are going to be answered because I am standing up and stepping into the role God has placed me Mm -hmm. in. And I've actually already seen answers in Mindy's growth, in the growth of our kids, in different things I've been praying about. I'm seeing answers coming about already. And I think it's simply because I am by faith being who God has told me I am. And I love it because it brings great honor and glory to the Father because that's the role He gave you. And so you are obeying Him in it. And it just points right back to Him. The world can look at our marriage and see that God is the center, and it points to Him. And that's our desire as believers, is to honor and glorify the Father with our lives. So I'm so thankful that you shared what was on your heart, husbands. And so guys, hopefully this loving nudge, this kick in the seat of the pants, however you want to take it, is received the right way. I'm your brother in Christ, and I'm learning these things just as you are. And over the years, God has shown me the importance of this role and that I will be held accountable. And so I want you to think that through, pray that through, and take action on behalf of your bride and on behalf of the kids that he's given you. So let's wrap up, guys. I want to say a prayer for you as you consider these things. Lord God, I am grateful for the role that you've placed me in. I remember the day when it felt very intimidating, and it felt very overwhelming, and it felt very weighty and like, I'm never going to be able to do this. But you, as always, come alongside with grace, and you tell us that you oppose the proud but give grace to the humble. And I've come to see that my fearfulness and timidity is a form of pride. It's me saying, I don't feel comfortable doing this, or I don't feel capable doing this. It's me, me, me. It's a focus on me. Whereas if I lay that down and just humble myself and say, Lord, you've called me to this. I believe you'll equip me for this and just take those baby steps. You begin filling my efforts with your power and with your presence. And I want to see you do that in the lives of the men who are listening to this recording. I know that as God-fearing men, they want to be more. They want to be all they can be for your kingdom. You will enable them to lead their wives and to lead their families in a way that brings you great honor. If they will simply trust you and start moving in the direction you want them to move. So Lord, illuminate their minds, strengthen their hearts, give them insight to understand what it is in their particular circumstance they need to start working on and moving forward in. And Lord, use that faithful obedience 
to move them and their family forward in greater ways than they can even imagine, Lord. I pray that you would encourage them and you would cause them to understand you are for them as the head of their home and that you will come alongside and help them. Lord, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, could we ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the work that we're doing at Morning Mindset Media? You'd be supporting this podcast and a whole lot more. Please go to morningmindsetmedia.com slash support. I am testing my microphone. Let's see. Is that loud enough? Seems to be. Sounds like it's kind of cutting out at the end of my words, though. Is it? If I talk softly, does it sound like I'm cutting? Yeah. Yeah, it does. does. Okay, so. Babe, you got holes in your slippers. Do I wear? Oh, wow. The soul is coming off. I'm losing my soul. (laughs) So we'll go without noise suppressor and deal with it in the post-production. Which you don't don't really care about or need to know. Pause. What is that? Oh, pause. Our friends are here, ringing our doorbell, interrupting our recording. Thanks, friends. Getting to know her understanding of, of, I'm not going to say that. You sure are yawning a lot. (laughs) Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Once again, we ask that you'll give us your wisdom and your words and um, help us to speak clearly, and we pray, Lord, that you'll prepare the audience to hear from you and to have open ears and teachable hearts. And I just ask that you will guide Carrie to speak to the husbands what you are wanting to say to them. In Jesus' name. 